Welcome to Chatting Kea on Air, a series of discussions about topical legal issues hosted by Chatting Kea. We're a full-service law firm based in Istanbul, serving local and international clients. With decades of experience, we provide bespoke legal and compliance advice to law firms, businesses, individuals, entrepreneurs, and families. Hello and welcome. Uh, we're back again for the next Chetinkaya Compliance Podcast. Um, I'm here with Berju Seven, uh, and it's a lovely Friday afternoon. How are you, Berju? I'm great, Kevin. How are you? Very well, thanks. Very well. A uh, bit of a different podcast today. Uh, we're going to look at things you should avoid uh, when conducting internal investigations. Now, at some point, most organisations will need to conduct internal investigations. Uh, there are many things you shouldn't, should and shouldn't do. Berju, can you give us a, a little overview of what an organization should be thinking about when doing this? Yes, sure. Well, the scope and process of internal investigations may change due to various conditions, such as um, the scope of alleged misconduct, the extent of the violation of the regulations, and number of employees involved. For example, what is the status of the breach? Is the breach of law or a particular company procedure? Not all investigations end with criminal investigations. Since there is a lot to take into consideration, there is no uniform checklist to conduct investigations. Therefore, instead of what we should do, we will focus on the worst mistakes that we shouldn't make in this podcast. Okay, great. And um, if you can take us through your list of don't do's. Yeah, sure. Well, there is no possibility of conducting an effective investigation without a practicable investigation plan. First, we should classify the alleged behavior which is the reason of this investigation. Is there a suspect of criminal conduct or breach of internal policies? An investigation plan should state the main strategy and steps of the investigation. We also should establish the investigation team too. And of course, to make this decision, we should first specify the people who are or who might have involved to this activity. We would not like these people to be the part of our investigation team. Excellent. And, and what else uh, should an organization include in their investigation plan, Berju? Well, we must identify the location of the information we need to gather, such as the business devices to be examined. Do, do you have the authority to examine these business devices? If not, what is our second option to access this information? These details are the best to be considered in advance. Identifying the location of the data is also important to detect the external support we may need during the investigation, such as outsourcing IT and forensic services we may need later. And should an organization think about planning uh, the investigation flow, such as interviews, for example? Yes, absolutely. We must schedule the interviews, their time, order, and location. We need all these elements as the part of the investigation plan to estimate the approximate time frame of the investigation. Also, usually investigations must be initiated in a timely manner because the delayed investigation may cause loss of evidence or violation of an aggrieved person's rights. And therefore, the investigation is also necessary to ensure to the, the legitimacy of the investigation to provide compliance with employment laws, data protection and privacy, or whistleblower protection policies, if any. It is also necessary to assess whether the misconduct is a criminal activity that is required to be reported to the prosecution office. Okay. And is confidentiality a big issue for an investigation? Yes. Neglecting confidentiality would be a bad mistake during an investigation. Investigators must keep all the details of investigation confidential from the rest of the company. 
Investigators should pursue a need-to-know basis approach when collecting evidence and conducting interviews. Because every information shared with employees outside of the investigation team may damage the integrity and of the investigation. Not maintaining the uh, confidentiality may also result in giving suspected employees prior knowledge and the opportunity to destroy or cover up evidence of misconduct. They may also come prepared to the investigation interview process and undermine the psychological dominance of the interviewer. Confidentiality is also important for the company's long-term reputation. As we have mentioned in the beginning, not every investigation ends with a real misconduct. Okay, and it's important for a company to ensure they are doing everything by the book during the entire process, including the data privacy aspects of an investigation. Would that be right? Yeah, yeah. Due to the high amounts of administrative fines imposed, data privacy failures become more of an issue. Ignorance of data privacy laws may expose a company to administrative fines and may cause the nullity of the evidence in case. Generally, um, during the evidence gathering process, electronic devices and emails of employees provided by the company are examined. However, these devices may contain employees' personal data. Well, Turkish Constitutional Court, the Supreme Court, and the European Court of Human Rights approve companies' authority to examine these devices and the business emails given to employees for their use during working hours and only for business purposes. However, only if they had clearly informed the employees in advance. In the cases where these devices include personal data, the examination must be operated carefully to not to violate the privacy and communication rights of the data owner. For example, in the cases where a file includes both business information and personal data, before examining the content itself, the information flow must be revealed to separate the relevant business information and the irrelevant information containing personal data. An investigation team must also consider the other applicable extraterritorial laws, such as GDPR. Therefore, it is advised to carry out such examinations under the observation of a legal expert on data privacy laws. Excellent. And it sounds like, Berger, you need to have um, the right people advising you, um, as many things can easily harm an investigation. What, what things should be considered for evidence gathering? Well, I think illegal evidence gathering is the worst mistake to be avoided during an investigation. As we all know, the famous principle as the fruit of the poison tree is poisonous as well. It is not only an investigation-specific issue, it is also the backbone of criminal investigations. Now, this is an issue mostly faced when an investigation becomes complex and the investigator's level of tolerance and pa patience decreases and there is a strong temptation to obtain the any, any evidence by any means, regardless of whether those means are legal or not. However, the evidence obtained illegally is illegal, and it cannot be used in governmental investigations. Conducting an, the investigation through unidentifiable evidence that, can, that we cannot demonstrate when, where, how, and from whom it was collected may cause the whole investigation to be built up on illegal grounds. Investigators should also avoid any illegal activities such as using unauthorized audio and video recordings, hacking into personal devices, and manipulating the evidence. Especially when the investigative misconduct also requires criminal investigation, each piece of evidence proving misconduct must be obtained legally. Mishandling the evidence gathering process may harm the reliability of the investigation report. It may even cause the courts to deem unfair determination of the involved employees' contracts when the criminal misconduct does not rely on legal evidence. 
And I understand the interview process needs to be conducted carefully. Is there anything special to consider there? Mm, well, yes. Overambitious and accusatory or pressing behaviour never really works. Due to the nature of the process, investigators already have a psychological supremacy when conducting interviews. However, it is crucial to establish a trust relationship to enable and increase the possibility of confessions during in interviews. Investigators must be patient and must not ma manipulate witness statements. Even if they know the statement is untruthful, the investigators should not interrupt the witness and let them tell their side of the story. And what happens if we obtain the statement with overpressuring methods? Well, witness statements which are obtained under pressure and threat damage their legitimacy and reliability. These kind of interviews also damage the probative value of evidence in governmental investigations. Furthermore, it, it may cause the investigators to be accused with mobbing, harassment or torture, which will damage both the investigators and the investigation. Especially in complex criminal investigations where the evidence is not conclusive, interviews become more, more crucial. At this point, not damaging our own evidence is so important. I can also say that we should always consider our main goal here, which is to keep the company operating on trust relationships again. The investigation team should avoid accusative behaviors by considering the founding principle of criminal law, everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And how will we record these witness statements? Should we write it down or, or take a recording? Is there anything important to consider in this process? Well, yes, sure. All the interviews, including the questions asked, the answers given must be written clearly. We also should include the supportive evidences, any detected contradictions and responsive explanations. Objectivity is a key criteria here and our interview summary should not leave any space for doubt due to misleading information. It is also recommended to conduct interviews with at least two people where one, one investigator can ask the question and the other one can uh, take the written record. At the end of an interview, the written record should be read and signed by the interviewee. Our written record should indicate the credentials of the interviewee and the time and location of the interview. It is not actually recommended to take a video record of the investigation due to the concerns on personal data protection. And, and Bershi, what's the final sort of thing in your list uh, to consider in, in an investigation? Well, our final stage may be the most crucial one as well, drafting the investigation report. The report is our material result of the investigation, where we summarize all the findings, interviews and evidences, and also where we analyze and conclude them. The report must represent the rational results of the investigation, so it means more than just listing all the information we gathered. These reports may be requested by courts in legal proceedings. Therefore. This final report should be understandable by whomever reads it. Well, our findings, analyses, and conclusions should be represented orderly to provide the um, reader to link the events with their results and understand the connections between all the dynamics of the investigation. Thanks, Pershu. And um, is there anything else you'd like to mention? Well, I would like to conclude with highlighting the importance of internal investigations and the way, the way how we conduct them. Effective investigations serve a company's fight against misconduct and improve transparency and trust within a company. And not all investigations end with the involvement of judicial authorities or termination of employment contracts. Some investigations can be initiated due to strong doubts 
and in the end, it may help companies to find out their control weaknesses. So it helps companies to identify their risks and take necessary actions before ethical or legal scandals occur. So it is important to consider our main goal as keeping the company operating on trust to avoid damaging company's culture and structure during investigation. Thanks very much, Bajou. Sounds like some, some, some great information there about how organisations can, can sort of do these kind of investigations, what not to do. Um, we've got more of this type of content up online. We've got some articles up online for compliance, written by Bergeu and our Head of Compliance, Outlook. We're, we're going to be back again uh, with uh, another podcast soon. Thanks very much today, Bergeu. Thank you, Kevin. Bye-bye. If you have any feedback on this podcast or would like to recommend other topics for us to discuss, you can contact us at info at Also, for more information on what we do and our other insights, please visit our webpage, chettingkayo.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.